0: Welcome to another episode of the Pioneer Pilgrim. Previously on the episode God's Call, we traveled with Abraham on his journey from Haran to Canaan's land, where God made Abraham a promise that his children, or descendants, would inherit Canaan's land so that the nations of the world would be blessed by God. This question was asked towards the end of that episode. What is God's promise for us today And how do I receive it? Are you hurting today? Do you need comfort today? I'm your host, Billy Mellick. Journey with us with our guest today, Michael Drain, to help us answer these questions on this edition of The Pioneer Pilgrim. promised. We have Michael Drang with us. Michael, it's wonderful to have you here and so glad that you're sitting in with us today.
1: It's wonderful to be here, Billy. Thanks for having me. I think this is going to be a lot of fun.
0: Amen. On episode one, we left the audience with a question, what is God's promise for us today and how do I receive it? And I like to start with that question Jesus said in Luke 24, 54, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you. As for you, you stay in the city of Jerusalem until you be clothed with power from on high. Michael, is that promise available to us today? And
1: can we receive it? Yes, Billy. You know, Jesus is the same today as he was yesterday and will be the same in the future. There's a beauty of simplicity with what Jesus promised to the disciples and those that tarried with them in, in Jerusalem. And it, it really is that simple today as well. There's no reason why the experience that the disciples had in Acts is not what is available to today. We don't need to add anything to what we read about in the Bible. That experience is from Jesus today, just as it was before.
0: Amen. So. That experience in Acts, what was to promise? What is to promise?
1: It's life in the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's, yes. It's the whole point, Billy. It, it is it. It's what Jesus died, came to this earth, died, and rose up to heaven so that we could have that life in the Spirit that mm. changes everything. It turns us into a new creature. It is our hope For salvation. And it's it.
0: And in John 14, it says that, But the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, which the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will bring you to remembrance everything that I've told you. And it also says in Acts 1, You'll receive power after that the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then you'll be my witnesses. So it sounds to me we can't even be a witness unless the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon us.
1: That's right. the The Spirit does many things to us, as I've come to learn and experience my own life, and it's been a journey. When I was baptized with the Holy Ghost, it was as it was the first day of school, and there's much more that I need to learn. But things were noticeably different for me. Amen. And whether it was just seeing things and learning things that I thought I knew, but were all new again, whether reading the Bible or overcoming things in my life that were, up until then, a struggle, to just the way I wanted to treat people, everything became new. I I really did feel like I was a new creature. And and feel is the key word here. When you're born again with the Holy Ghost, or you receive the Comforter as Jesus, you, you experience something. And you have feelings that, that are different. And when you're in tune with that spirit, it's, the, it's feeling more than knowing necessarily that carries you through to salvation. It, it's a wonderful thing.
0: And that experience brings on the feelings of God. God promised Jesus that he would send the comforter in Jesus' name. That's the experience that we're seeking and looking for in this day and age. So yeah, I think we've answered our own question
1: here. I think so. (laughs) I hope so, at least. I'm sure there's much more, but that's the gist of it.
0: That's the gist of it. So the Comforter is the Holy Ghost, and it's that Spirit that comes in Jesus' name from the Father, and that's God's promise for us today. That's right. We want to get into what you're testimony is all about and how you received this promise and let folks know that it is in this day and age. So we'll be right back after this song from Pastor John Clark called All My Life. All
2: my life belongs now to thee All my life Blessed Jesus, I've been less than I, I, I should be, take my life, blessed Savior, all my life. Now to thee Make it right
1: Make me whole
2: say all my life belongs now to Thee. All my days, every moment, all those things Longed for to be every tear, every gladness, all my life belongs now. me la in my soul here's my heart blessed say my soul is my heart
1: Blessed
2: Savior all my life belongs now to Thee All my
0: Okay, we're back with Michael. And Michael, it says in Acts 2 And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. That's what happened after Jesus told them to go tarry at Jerusalem. And they were all in the upper room in one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a violent rushing wind. So it tells us right then, right after that, that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. When you had that experience in the Lord, did that experience happen to you speaking in tongues? Is that the born again experience that we're looking for of God's promise today?
1: Well, firstly, yes, it sure did. But let me also point out that it also happened to the Gentiles that were assembled at Cornelius's house, which <laughs> was referenced in the Bible. It happened Peter referenced happened just like it happened to them in, in Jerusalem. Um, so so it's important to point out. Yeah. I think.
0: So it didn't happen just to the Jews. It happened to Gentiles yeah. also.
1: And I only say that because I technically is more of a Gentile. not a, not a Jew. So <laughs> right. Uh, yes. So, Billy, my my journey to before I became born again was one of questioning and seeking answers because I had a belief that I was, as many would say, quote-unquote, already saved because I believed in Jesus Christ as my Savior and my faith was in Him. But when I came to meet folks like yourself and heard your testimonies and experiences, it, it started... A journey of questioning what is true. And I think, although my experience, and you'll hear about it, is one way, but others are a little different how they come and they're born again. But what I think is always the case is right before you're born again, you get to a point where you are low and humble and you just want to know the truth. You just want to know from Jesus if you're right with God. That's right. Because that's all that matters in the end, right? Are you right in Jesus' eyes? And
0: so, Yeah, so the best question is, what is right
1: and who is right? That's right. And how do you know? When I was first coming to understand this, one of the questions that really helped me get to that point was asking myself, when were the disciples born again?
0: Mm, that's a good
1: question. And, you know, I heard all these different points of view, Eventually, I came to realize that, you know what, if Jesus had not died on the cross, and then, of course, rose again from the dead, but then more importantly, ascended into heaven, sacrificed his own blood in the most holy of holy temples, of which everything up until before then was a shadow of, so that he could then send back that spirit Mm -hmm. on that day of Pentecost, Nothing else would have mattered and in other words, what I'm saying is if Jesus had stopped on the cross or had stopped after rising again on the third day, there would be no comforter or promise to send back and When I realized that all those things had to happen, then I knew that the christ that the disciples could not have been born again while Jesus was was on earth, or after he had rose again and spoke to them and even said, you know, receive Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, with his mouth, those were all a shadow of what he was going to instruct them to do. And and so I, I knew that it was on the day of Pentecost when the disciples were born again. Mm -hmm. And once, when I thought back to Nicodemus, when Jesus said, everyone that is born of the Spirit has this experience. So there were... What he refers to as wind blows where it blows and makes a sound. Well, you know, that he's speaking of the Spirit and and ultimately speaking in tongues. It it really changed things for me.
0: Yeah. He said, if I did not go away, or if I do not go away, the Comforter won't come. That's right. So he, he rose up from the dead, walked among this earth with his disciples and others, and many were seen that rose from the grave too. But if he did not go away, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God, which is the promise that God gave Jesus to give to us that we could have, it would have never came. That's right. And Pentecost would have never happened.
1: Mm -hmm. You see how it's all kind of intertwining together. But to the point, on my experience is that, and I think everybody's going to get there. You you might be out there listening to this and still have questions on when the disciples were born again. But if you really get honest and seek the truth and answers, you're going to get to a point where all you're going to want to know is just hear from Jesus and know what's true. Right. And I remember years ago when I was just grappling, I didn't really know, I was getting confused. Uh, a sweet lady who unfortunately is not with us anymore, Natalie, she said, Michael, you just need to go get along with Jesus and ask him what's true. Mm. And I looked at her, I'm like, wait, no, surely, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, surely this has already been teased out. There's a response. I don't need, you know, we can get the answer right now. And she knew that Jesus can speak to people today and can give, through his spirit, give them an answer. And she, she was fine with me going off by myself, getting along with Jesus, and And knowing she, I could tell in her eyes that she knew if I were to be humble enough and and seek the truth directly to Jesus, that he would tell me. And so, a couple days later, I had felt Jesus calling me. It's almost as if he was saying, Michael, clear your calendar, get alone, I need to speak to you. (laughs) And it turned out, I followed that, followed that, that feeling, and that night I got down on my... Actually, I laid prostrate on on the floor, on my back, praying, calling out to Jesus. Jesus, I just want to know what's true. I'd gotten to the point where I was willing to move wherever Jesus wanted me to go. Mm. And I felt this experience as if I, I described it as if I was blowing up like the Michelin man. I could feel like my, my <laughs> limbs and my torso Pray, expanding God. as if my spine was coming off the floor. It was such a supernatural experience that something like I've never experienced before. When it was all said and done, I remember just walking around the house going, what just happened? It was that extraordinary. Mm. But I knew in my heart that Jesus was telling me, this is the way. Seek seek me in this experience and, and more or less telling me when, what it takes to be born again and what that experience is. And it was only, I think, a few days or weeks later after that, where I eventually um, was being prayed for. My pastor laid laid his hands on, on me, which is basically just just like the, the disciples you do, place his hands and, and praying for you. And the Spirit came upon me and I started to speak in tongues. I, I laughed uncontrollably. I, so I was told it lasted about 30 minutes, this this experience of wow. of both crying, laughing, speaking in tongues, praising God and my life's never never been the same after that. And I remember even after afterwards, just the experience of going, okay, was I was I really born again? Can I speak in tongues? And certain experience thereafter, I would almost like test it w- with nobody there. Just what what I would describe was almost an involuntary. Like I, I wasn't I wasn't bringing it upon myself. It was truly a new light that was coming up from within me speaking in tongues stammering lips and that's the experience i needed Mm. we need you need to know from not a ceremony not another person not a book you need to have an experience from jesus from god
0: that's right that's the only
1: way you're really going to know amen and it's that simple i was born again not in a church not through a ceremony it was the same experience that the disciples and others have been experiencing for the last 2,000 years.
0: And what year was that, Michael?
1: That was in 2009. Wow. So
0: that was the last time you spoke in tongues in 2009?
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've been speaking in tongues ever since.
0: Amen. So that's the witness that the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, the Spirit of God entered into your heart In Jesus's name, and it testified of itself that God spoke through you as a witness that you were a born again child of the God.
1: Yes. So that
0: was not somebody standing over you like a man shaking your hand, saying you're saved and repeat after me. This was your experience. And not someone proclaiming that over you. That was between Jesus and you. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. And and honestly, that's the only way I could have I could have landed at, on the, on where I am today is is putting faith in those experiences and and it's not just that experience, but some of the testimonies that I've had since when you're born again of the Spirit, it's as if you get the Comforter or or a, a counselor or a, a guide that. It, that gets you through life, a, a small little voice that if you attune to and listen to, it will continue to give you experiences and feelings on which way to go. Amen. And, it, it's, and that's how it's been.
0: Yeah, so as you're born again in the Spirit, you're just a little baby that just born into this world, that's not right. knowing anything about His Heavenly Father. But as we grow in the Lord... We learn more in the Lord if we keep that spirit in us and alive. And that will teach us everything. And as we grow in the Lord, then we grow in knowledge. We grow in wisdom. We grow with more experiences. We grow by hearing other people's experiences. So it's a wonderful thing to grow in the Lord. And is this promise available still today?
1: Everybody, Billy everybody it's as i mentioned earlier though your experience of being born again might be different what's always true is someone has gotten lowly and humble in their heart Mm. and has repented of that i think that's a key thing that we have to say is that look part of seeking to be reborn and to receive the spirit from Jesus is is getting right, doing what you need to do. And God will put that on your heart on what you need to do to repent. But then it's, it doesn't matter who you are, what your past has been. All that matters is now. Yeah. And, um, it says the Holy ghost
0: is given to them that repent. I mean, after you repent and he accepts your repentance, the Holy ghost is given to, to everyone who obeys God. That's right. So when your obedience is fulfilled to God, it's going to happen. Yeah. And if you continue in that, it's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, because Jesus said, or I'm sorry, Peter said in Acts right after that experience, he said, the promise, which is the Holy Ghost, which is the comforter, is unto you and to your children or your grandchildren and to all that are far off. I believe that's us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Even as many as the Lord thy God shall call. So it's a wonderful thing to be called by God because that sets you on the path to mm-hmm. repentance, to being born again, to be filled with the Holy Ghost, yeah. filled with comfort by the Comforter.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, it in this day and age, you just got to call it for what it is. Many people would look at speaking in tongues and the experience that I've described is just silly and what they would feel uncomfortable about. But... You got to get over that. Yeah. This is for everybody. Everyone. This is this is the sign that Jesus chose to serve as a witness of when one is born again. It's how you know yourself that you've you're right with God mm-hmm. and and it's also how others know who has the spirit. It, right. it kind of ki- kills two birds with one stone. There. That's right. And whether you you like that or not or whether you wish Jesus gave us something else to serve as that witness That's here nor there. That's right. Speaking in tongues or stammering lips is what Jesus chose. And I love it, and I I hope everybody else does, because what comes with it is just nothing to compare. Yeah, it's out of this world, and
0: it's not from this world. That's right. That's right. So, Michael, in closing, somebody here in this program or somebody feeling the things, a perk in their ears or a perk in their heart, what would you tell them to do? Something Natalie told you to do?
1: Absolutely. Look, don't you don't need anybody but yourself and Jesus. Get along with God, cry out, ask what's true. Mm, that's a good ask, question. Ask what what questions Jesus wants you to to answer. Get get to that. You don't need like I said, you don't need a ceremony, you don't need to run to a church. You can come to know Jesus And receive the promise, the comforter, the same that was given 2,000 years ago and the one I describe today, by just going to Jesus directly.
0: Amen, Michael. This is wonderful. I would highly recommend what Michael is recommending. Get along with God. Ask if this is for me. Ask if it's real. Ask, can I have it? Ask. Because if you ask, you're going to receive. And if you're going to knock, it's going to be opened. So just get along with God. Ask if this thing is real or not. And I'm sure you'll get the same answer that Michael has. Michael, it's been a pleasure having you today. I love talking about these things of God.
1: Please invite me back anytime. Amen.
0: What a wonderful time we had with Michael today. In parting, We'd like to leave you with this scripture from Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the thoughts that I am thinking about you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And this one from Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hope fast the confession of the hope without wavering, for he who made the promise is faithful. This concludes this episode of the Pioneer Pilgrim. On future programs, we hope to have more visits from God's precious children, more wonderful music, and more inspiring stories like Michael's to help your faith grow. For more insight about today's episode, go to PastorJohnsHouse.com and read or listen to Gospel Track No. 41, The Comforter's Testimony, and Track No. 79, The Sacrifice of Christ. I'm Billy Melick, and until we meet again, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ.